Welcome to the JD Remedy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the JD Remedy. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Whenever I have a topic that I want to talk about on my channel, it always comes from either something I'm experiencing myself or something I watch my friends go through or my family and I'm, I have an idea and I really want to share it. So today's episode is about, I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but it's the topic that we hear ourselves saying a lot or you hear your friends saying a lot and that's I attract red flags or I keep attracting the bad guys or the wrong guys and it's that word attracting that I want to focus on but first <laughs> some recommendations that I have watched I have binged watched no pun intended, because I watch it on the streaming platform Binge. I watched The Secrets of Playboy. And let me tell you, there are going to be some episodes about some of the themes in this show. Uh, obviously, it's about the Playboy Empire and Hugh Hefner himself. And just about the horrific graphic stuff that went on not only in the mansion and with Hugh, but in the whole Playboy empire, kind of some of the girls that have come forward, a lot of them have explained it as a cult. Um, it's a well-oiled machine. Um, they just bring girls in, sexually assault them, use them, uh, literally, and then kind of get rid of them or the ones that don't get out are stuck in this psychological manipulated controlling system, all orchestrated by Hef. Um, and some of the stories, it's a documentation docu-series, sorry. So each of the episodes has like a different girl's story that all kind of blend together and explain what's going on or what went on in the company and especially in the mansion and in particular the main bedroom, Hugh Hefner's bedroom. And for someone that was a huge fan, you know, I think uh, especially millennials, we all grew up with like the Playboy bedsheets and the keychains and whatever Playboy stuff you had, socks, you know, that was cool to have a Playboy bunny. But I don't think until we were older, we really knew what Playboy was. I didn't no, it was like a pornographic magazine until I was older because I was obsessed. I have all six seasons of The Girls Next Door, which is the series that filmed his three girlfriends, Kendra, Kendra, Bridget and Holly. And I became obsessed. I love it. I've watched all the series multiple times. I just think it was really fascinating to watch like behind the scenes and watch what the girls were all about. And they depict Hugh Hefner as like this loving grandpa, this loving, caring man who's so gentle with these women. Um, yeah. And I think everybody that watched that show was like, you know, he's such a nice man. These girls have the best life just doing, they don't, you know, living their best life in the mansion. They go traveling um, and they just one big happy family. And a lot of the, well, Bridget and Holly were on this show and they came forward and said, that is not what it was like. That is not what Hef is like. Obviously, that's a fantasy that came to light from the producers. Like That is not what he's like behind closed doors and just all this awful stuff. I won't go into detail about the stories that they were 
well, their experiences that they were talking about on the documentary. Why do I say like that on the documentary series? Because it is graphic. It's horrible. There's psychological abuse. There's sexual assault. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on podcasts because I don't want to trigger anyone. But, you know, numerous, every single interaction with Hef for these women involved rape um sodomizing them like just real fucked up shit and a lot of psychological games um and just yeah if you're interested in finding out what it's all about i highly recommend it it is awful it's so sad to listen to and it's it's empowering i think a lot of the women have obviously now come forward because Hef has died. So they feel safe enough to tell their story, which they all go into as well. Why they didn't speak up earlier, why no one believed them. A lot of girls wrote books about their experiences and told people and some of them made it to the news. Some of them didn't. It's a very big controlled thing. They had this thing called a cleanup crew. Like if anything happened to the girls or it was about to get leaked, like people would come in and deal with it look after the look after quote unquote the girls but yeah it was so interesting to listen to like you kind of knew that kind of stuff was going on but I assumed it was consensual like they have these big parties and girls are running around naked I was like oh it's just like an adult's playground like they have consensual orgies and everybody's free and liberated because that's what apparently Hugh Hefner stood for was you know sexual liberation and feeling free in your sexuality and blah 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 so I thought it was this fun time for female uh, for you know adults and no (laughs) it was in fact not like that a lot of drugging involved and unconscious people and yeah it's a whole thing so if you are someone that watched the girls next door or you followed playboy or hair for anything like that watch it it was incredible blew my mind long episodes many episodes i think i clocked it in two days so you know me i can't watch something and not <laughs> can't watch something and not clock it um i also already clocked selling sunset that's i'll talk about that in the next one because we're already few minutes in but yeah that one's the biggest one that stood out for me and has absolutely blown my mind I've contemplated throwing out six seasons of the girls next door because I'm like this is all a lie (laughs) this is all a lie I feel bad watching it knowing like what was going on behind closed doors for those girls and yeah it breaks my heart it's yeah obviously they give trigger warnings on every episode like that's how intense it is so Um, Sorry if me talking about it has triggered anything for anyone. Um, Obviously, don't watch it if you're not comfortable with it. But I just thought they talk about the fact that the Me Too movement is in full swing now as well. I think a lot of people feel more comfortable in packs to come out. And they said even when they filmed the documentary that after it aired, more girls have come forward like that have been throughout Playboy and... Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about some of the stuff now and it's just horrific. So go and watch that if you want. I watched it on Binge. That's where you can watch it in Australia. So go for gold. All right, so let's go back to the topic of when you hear people saying, I just can't, I just always attract red flags. I always attract the wrong person or the wrong people, the wrong guys or girls, whatever your preference is. But 
I think we need to take ownership over the fact that that's not a real thing. We don't, we don't have a magnet or we're not born with something in our DNA that says you are only going to date pieces of shit, right? It's, I was trying to think about it while I was at the gym. I've recorded my voice note every time I have an idea for a podcast episode. And I was trying to like mull it over in my brain while I was doing my sets. And I was like, what is it? Why do we come to this conclusion? We don't attract these people. We meet them. Fair enough. Wherever we meet them. And then at what point, because we need to take ownership over this, what point does it become our responsibility to go your bad news or your red flag? And, you know, I was thinking about it because I've obviously had some pretty awful relationships myself. We're not all perfect. It's all learning curves, right? So either you don't have a good relationship or you don't have an understanding of what a good relationship is. So you have nothing to compare it to, or you don't have that gut feeling in some way that goes, this is bad. This is bad idea. He is a piece of shit. He's treating me like shit or a huge indication of staying in these relationships or putting up with this behavior is your low self-worth. You obviously don't value yourself enough to think I don't want to be treated like this or I deserve something better. And that is no judgment on us when we go through it. It's just the stage that we're in, unfortunately. And the longer we stay, the worse it gets, the lower your self-worth gets. And the more, the more you tolerate, I think, the more that goes on in those types of relationships. And then we're almost conditioning ourselves to think this is normal for me now. Like this is a good relationship. And then if we eventually leave them or something happens and we find another person that is horrible to us, that's the only relationship we have to compare. So we go... Oh, you know, we have some good times. He makes me happy sometimes. You know, he buys me nice things or he says he says sorry all the time. He apologized. He tells me he loves me. And I totally get it because I've been there and I watch my friends. I have watched my friends go through it as well. And if we choose to put up with these behaviors... That's where we get sucked in. It's not that you've attracted a red flag. It's not that you've attracted something that's toxic. That's not a thing. If they, if you meet them and they love bomb you or they're perfect in the beginning and then they turn on you, understandably, you're holding on to those positive things about them. It's like maybe he's having a bad day or maybe I've done something wrong to piss him off today because he hasn't been like this ever. And they just flip the switch and their true colors come out and they rope you in right? So at what point, if we did feel good about ourselves, would we say, uh, I'm not going to tolerate that behavior. Don't know if you're having a bad day or not, mate, but you don't talk to me like that. Or I don't trust you. So that this is not going to work if I don't trust you. Right. And why do we allow this behavior is the question I'm getting at. Why do we 
allow this to happen to us. We, again, have we been brought up in a family dynamic with patterns of toxic behavior? If you were a little kid and you watched your parents argue or your parents move from partner to partner or in an abusive home environment, 100% you are patterned psychologically and and unconsciously to believe that that's okay to oh that's okay to put up with um that's understandable not okay but understandable yeah so you either learn it from your childhood your home environment but if you didn't that's probably nine times out of ten in some way, shape, or form, you've been around something that shows you what a relationship is. Um, that's how we learn everything from the ages of one to seven is where we learn everything. We pattern recognize. We um, Our core values are developed, like everything from one to seven, even like one to five, zero, zero to seven, zero to five. So if you were around that kind of stuff, whether you were aware of it or not, could be tucked away subconsciously, you pick up on these patterns and you go, oh, like I saw this when I was three. Like I understand that this is normal. And that doesn't mean that you're happy in this situation. You could be miserable, but you don't understand that there's more out there. You don't understand that you deserve something better or someone that treats you right. And when we say treat you right, do you even understand what that means? You know, what is it to be treated right and treated with love and respect and honesty and, you know, no aggression? What is that if you've never seen it? Right. So it does become very, very tricky. I think what's important to understand is if that's your normal and your self-worth is at its lowest, it will continue unless you have a way out do you watch fairy tale endings on movies do you have friends in your life that have a beautiful relationship you know whatever it is that you long for that you just don't seem to be getting in this toxic relationship there are a few steps you need to take hold on to those support systems around you whether it's friends family and i know in the moment it can feel like they're very opinionated Um, Just know that they come from love when they tell you that you're wrong and he's a piece of shit. Um, Your automatic defense mechanism is you don't understand. I love him. You know, whatever, whatever it may be for him. I can't leave. It's hard. I totally get that's all warranted. I totally get it. But that should not be your be all and end all. That should be. Yes, there are going to be some challenges and it's going to be difficult, but I need to do this what's on the other side do you know what I mean what's on the other side of that misery and someone gave me advice when I was in this myself when I was younger and it was are there more good times than bad uh no (laughs) there's absolutely more bad times like 90 percent and Even then I didn't make the decision straight away, but it was something I held on to. And whatever works for you in assessing your situation and what you want for yourself, you need to do what works for you. And I was speaking to a friend that's gone through this recently 
And we will have these moments of clarity where we feel empowered and strong enough to put our foot down and go, I'm not fucking putting up with this shit anymore. I deserve better. And then I know you come back in contact with them and they apologize. They make you feel loved. They beg for you to come back and then you get roped back in and then their behavior just continues, right? So in those moments of strength and confidence and clarity, you need to either record yourself on your phone, like a voice memo or your camera saying, this is how I feel right now. This is why I want to leave. This is why you need to leave. It's almost like there's two parts of you in conflict, right? Part of you is like, but I love him and he apologized and he is good to me sometimes. The other part is, why am I here? (laughs) What are you doing? So the moment that you're her, the moment that you are your true self and your your most confident and strong and courageous, because I know it takes courage to get out of this situation, that's when you need to take note, write it down, talk to a friend, reach out to someone or get out of the situation. When you have the strength and the power to leave, just leave and we'll deal with the aftermath later. Because every time that you acknowledge how you're feeling when you're in your power is conditioning yourself to go, yes, I I need to leave. I am worth it. I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. But if you continue to settle back into that pattern of accepting that toxic behavior, you're also conditioning yourself that it's okay. And unfortunately for you, you may not have a good head start because you've been conditioned to see that from childhood. So it's going to be harder to recondition what you actually want and what you are worth. So start practicing, start stepping into that power more, write it down, do some journaling when you feel empowered, when you feel confident and strong and courageous, draw a picture of what your best self looks like without that person. Because I can guarantee you if you're in a toxic, manipulative, abusive relationship, you don't view yourself as the queen you are you view yourself as worthless shit. And he's probably called you that. And I obviously use gender stereotypes here, but you could be in a, um, a relationship with a female that is toxic as well. And there are toxic females toward males as well. I'm just using that, um, terminology broadly. Um, but obviously, yes, it goes for everyone. You know, I go back and forth with a couple of my friends that have been in these relationships. I'm actually going to do a whole different episode on how to support a friend that's going through this because it's a completely different dynamic of going through it yourself and then supporting someone. I've been on both sides as well. Um, Yeah, I think there's things that we hold on to when we're in these types of relationships like but I'll never see his family again. Or, you know, we have all these memories together or I really like his friends or whatever it is that you're holding on to, you can have those things as well in a different relationship. And I need to be careful what I say because it's all well and good that someone sits there and says, it's not good for you, get out. But when you're in really deep and you're in this relationship there's a reason it's called psychological abuse because it fucks with your head it's like almost like stockholm syndrome you know um we know it's bad sometimes sometimes we don't even know if it's that bad because that's all we know you know like we know we don't feel good 
But we also have been so beaten down mentally that it's like, do I deserve more than this? Like, is this, am I, is this what I deserve? Like, and then that's when it gets bad because you start questioning how you should be treated. Maybe I deserve this. Maybe I am worthless. I'm never going to be loved by anyone else. That's how they get you. That's how they control you and manipulate you. They make you feel so small that you don't even bother leaving because you start to believe what they say about you. It's like, you're right. I'm never going to, there's no point in me leaving. No one's going to love me anyway. I might as well stay with this person that loves me this fucking much. You know what I mean? <sighs> I just want to bitch slap so many people. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, I know you do have these moments of clarity where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm, I just feel broken. Um, in those moments of clarity is when it's really important. Voice record yourself write it down talk to someone tell someone and then in the moments that you do feel small and not worthy listen to yourself your other self speaking and use yourself as your empowerment because obviously we're not going to take advice from other people because it's hard they don't get it i totally understand use yourself as your power use yourself as your ticket out of here because surely you'd listen to yourself right it's like your alter ego or those little people on your shoulders going this is not a good idea and obviously we're not strong enough or we didn't listen to it we don't understand what gut feelings are because they may have come up before you got too deep with this person but that's why they love bomb so hard the term love bombing is they come across really nice and they rope you in and they promise you all this stuff and tell you everything you want to know so that you're you're attached to them emotionally you fall for that version of them and then when they flip the switch it's like you already love them you're already connected to them and you hold on to that hope of one day he'll make me feel like that again or one day i'll be that happy again i just have to wait it's coming you know and it doesn't fucking come so i think there's different versions of what toxic relationships are obviously cheaters liars there's financial abuse narcissists um and then you know physical abuse the whole lot this is very surface level advice and i totally understand and respect that everybody everybody's circumstances are different everyone's challenges are different and you may need to do different things but just as a a mental self-worth aspect the part of you that is shining and is a queen is in there it is in there you are not the person that they make you out to be or tell you that you are nobody tells you who you are except for yourself and i bet you when you were a little girl and someone read you a story about prince charming or you pictures yourself getting married this is not the type of relationship that you think you're worthy of or Does that sound right? This is not the type of man or person that you wanted to be with. You didn't dream about crying every day and feeling scared and feeling like shit. Like you didn't dream about that. So why do we settle for it? You know, we need to break the patterns and it can be done. You can go to psychology. You can work with NLP, like work with an NLP practitioner coach 
which is myself, by the way. Um, and we can literally unravel and break those patterns subconsciously that drive those beliefs for you. We change it in your brain. We reconnect your neuro neuro pathways to make you believe that you're worth it. And it is difficult. You just have to, no one can make that choice for you except for you. You need to make the decision that you want change. No one can make that choice for you. As much as we are banging on the door saying, it's time to go. Come on, you're silly. Let's go. (laughs) It is up to you. And that's when I say in the moments of your courage and strength, you reach out, book that appointment, speak to a friend, do whatever you need to in those moments of strength. And they will come. They will come. You'll have moments of clarity that come and go. So just use yourself as your motivation. I hope that made sense for you guys. I think I'll go more into detail in different types. I'm sure I can get some guests on, um, maybe some professionals. I think there's a lot to be explored here, but I just want you to know whether you're going through this yourself, whether you've come out on the other end, whether you're trying to help someone in your family or a friend that's going through this. It is really challenging. It is really hard. Um, But the biggest thing is just don't settle for that. Don't settle for feeling just okay because everyone deserves to be happy. Everyone deserves to love themselves. Everyone deserves to feel worthy in a relationship or out of a relationship. So that's some surface level advice from me in today's episode. Let's open this conversation because I think, especially for girls, there needs to be this trusted space to talk about this kind of stuff and feel like they're not alone And talk about their personal circumstances and some advice on how to get out. And I think the thing that helped me for sure get through it was my friends never gave up on me. Like they knew my partner was a piece of shit. (laughs) Um, I always had friends to go to and they were there when I left. And obviously a supportive family as well. So, you know, it's nice to have some gals around you that support you and want to see the best in you. So I'll pop this episode in the Facebook group if you haven't joined already. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to follow me or chat with me or just connect, you can find my link tree in my Instagram page, which is just Jade Delpup, J-A-Y-D-E-D-E-L-P-U-P. The links to my YouTube, this Facebook group, um, my business account where I do my coaching, everything that you need is in that link. So go ahead and follow, join the group. If you haven't already, I'll post this in there so we can have a chat and yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day or night. Whenever you're listening to this, look after yourselves and just know that you're worth it. Bye.